Welcome in today, one and all, after the weekend. What a weekend it was. Crazy weather, too. Beautiful on uh, going into uh, Friday. Thursday was great. Friday kind of sucked. And then Saturday was kind of windy and cold. And yesterday was back to warm and beautiful. And today's even nicer. Tomorrow, I guess we're going to get some rain and thunderstorms. But it's going to be in the mid-60s. Feeling like I got a friend of mine that lives down in Florida. He said it was 68 down there last night. I said, well, we're only going to be about three to four degrees away from that coming up tomorrow. So I'm taking it. Taking it. But what a weekend. Uh, the Bucks get back on track, at least seemingly. You've got uh, Brewers baseball you got a chance to listen to, which is always awesome. And I did watch some baseball over the weekend. You had an absolute photo finish in NASCAR. College hoops, uh, whether it's Marquette, Badgers back on the hardwood this week. After having the weekend off, uh, you've also got now the uh, here we go again column that's checked off today via court storming. Getting ready for the NFL Combine. Our guy Mike Clemens is uh, heading down to Indianapolis to get ready for that. So it's kind of a banner weekend. And it was a week we went out to uh, went out to uh, to uh, the Flat Out Friday. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, we put the video together of Flat Out Friday. He had a great time, but I can only take it for so long. I was still kind of in mid-recuperation, we'll say. Uh, and the fog lifted yesterday, which is kind of nice from the, the head injury last week. So the fog kind of lifted yesterday, but had a great time on, on Friday night. Uh, Bobby was our winner, who on his uh, on I, he was off of the Facebook side of things, and I thought he came in from New York, his 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 profile, Says he was from Brooklyn, New York, but actually he moved from New York back to Wisconsin and uh, lives here in Wisconsin nearby, about 25, 30 miles outside of Milwaukee. And he was a pleasure to have. He couldn't find anybody to go with him. He came by himself. So he just kind of hung out with us. And Kristen and I took him all over the Fiserv Forum, and we had a great time at the Flat Out Friday stuff. And Mama tried then on uh, Saturday for a little while. But uh, what a fun night. We had a great time on Saturday night. And uh, so the weekend comes to an end. And now we got all kinds of focus. We got baseball. That uh, spring training is in full go with everybody now playing. You have got uh, Bucks who uh, they get back to back wins. They win in Philadelphia. They won convincingly in both Minnesota and Philadelphia. And the question today is: Have they put the train back on the tracks? Damian Lillard said this is about as comfortable as they felt all season long. And now that kind of Doc Rivers has wrapped his arms around it coming out of the unofficial halfway point, if you will, after the All-Star break, they feel like they're back on track. So we'll we'll see. Um, but a lot of a lot of good things kind of matriculating over the weekend uh, and good stuff. And if you sat down yesterday and watched the end of that NASCAR race, look, I'm not a huge I, – I don't mind having NASCAR. NASCAR is like golf. You have it on in the background. You're paying attention. You hear the crash. Whoa, you know. You hear something in golf, you watch it for a little while, but you're working and doing things around the house. Same thing with NASCAR. And then to watch the last 10 laps of that again in back-to-back weeks after the big crash on the final lap and as they were crossing uh, crossing the start-finish line last week in the Daytona 500, the Atlanta 400 yesterday, kind of had the same type of photo finish. So what a, what, a, what a fantastic day. First two starts, we'll say for uh, NASCAR. If you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, that's the way to do it. You can always find me uh, on Twitter or X at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find our, our buddy Grant producing the program at Wisco Grant. Uh, you can also track us down Instagram, The Bill Michael Show. Instagram, TikTok, The Bill Michael Show. Same thing. 
Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Same thing. There you go. Or you just find us on YouTube and you can watch the program each and every day right there. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. M I C H A E L S. Same thing on Twitch TV, Kick TV, LinkedIn TV. Uh, you can email the program thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, over on the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. And uh, then there's The Zone Madison. Take us anywhere and everywhere. That is the app, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison app. And you can listen to the program live anywhere and everywhere. And after the fact, you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or just simply go to Bill Michael, thebillmichaels.com. So good stuff. Yes, I'm back on camera today. Uh, some of the scabs fell off over the weekend, so uh, the skin is a lot better. And uh, so I'm glad. To, thanks for all the well wishes, but uh, doing okay today. And a remarkable, remarkable product that I, I've been involved with for a while now, and I wanted to see how it worked. And compared to where I was a week ago, uh, massive, massive, massive difference uh, as far as healing goes. So good stuff there. Grant, uh, you were down in Indiana over the weekend and hanging out, right? Yeah, and I was joking with Ebo at the, the end of our morning show. Like, I, I was unfamiliar with Indiana's game. Like, they got some pretty cool beaches and some cool things to do. Um, we were just barely across the border, basically past Chicago and kind of up towards Michigan. But had a great time this weekend. It was beautiful. We spent time on the beach in February. Yeah, how about that? Normally, it would be frozen over, and you wouldn't want to go anywhere near it. You know, I mean, it. but, uh, boy, what a weekend. Was it warm? Was it is warm? Day? Now, were you down there? You were down there on Sunday, right? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. We jumped at me and a buddy. Now, it's not like it was warm, but me and a buddy jumped in the lake on Sunday morning. And Stop. it was, well, yeah. It was, a, it was really? a cold plunge. It was very cleansing. Uh, yeah, plus when two, like all of our girlfriends are there. And once one guy like dares the other guys to do it, we're not, not going to jump yeah. in the lake. Um, but yeah, it was 50 and sunny. It was, I can't believe it's February. <laughs> right. So how cold was the water? I mean, it was it was pretty darn cold. But when you get out of the water, you need to act tough. Like it wasn't that cold again because yeah. all the all the girlfriends are around. So it was yeah. no, it's a shock when you jump in. But when you get out, it's I mean, it's like an ice bath. It actually feels pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. The ice baths are the the rage now. I mean, you know, football players and basketball players and stuff have been doing them for years. But the ice baths have become uh, the rage. I know the gym that I work out in now offers them. If you uh, decide to do it and everything, you know, they, you got to, you know, I guess be checked out and everything before you jump in an ice bath, but uh, they, they now offer it and you see it all, all these different massage places are now offering it for the ice bath and then the massage before or, or the swelling after whatever it happens to be. I mean, they've got stuff like that. So the ice baths are now the, uh, the rage. So yeah, well, good weekend. Good. So what stuck out to you this weekend? Anything in particular? Uh, well, the Bucks getting two huge wins, which I know we'll we'll talk about throughout the show. Maybe a, a fun random story that maybe it doesn't have anything to do with our teams, but I thought it was really entertaining was everyone on the Duke basketball team throwing a tantrum about the court getting stormed. Yeah. Like, I found that very entertaining. And they might have a point, like maybe John Shire, the Duke coach, and the players have a point, but they're Duke, so screw them and no one's going to well, listen to them. Uh, two things. One, I mean, I know that Kate, Caitlin Clark went down. She got hit uh, at Ohio State when Ohio State knocked off Iowa. So I, I understand that. Uh, we have seen this happen before where players or what have you have gotten into altercations with fans. And here's my question. Why don't we storm the court after the Bucks get a big win or when an NBA team wins a championship or a playoff series? Right? Silence. Well, yeah, because you get in trouble. 
you're asking why it's just a college basketball thing? It, it's it, it's the students of colleges. That's what we're dealing with. Uh, we, because uh, the, the most ludicrous argument was brought up today that said, if you storm the court in an NBA game, you'll get your ass beat. And you will, and deservedly so. We don't run on the field in a football game. We don't run on the field in a, in a baseball game. We don't run on the field in, in an NBA game. We just don't do it because that's their domain. But yet we allow it with what I, I – I think it – let me say on one hand, I think court storming in collegiate athletics and field and stuff is – it's a tremendous energy, but it's not what it used to be. And here's the reason why. Because everybody is looking for their two minutes of fame on an internet clip, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat – they're all looking for some. Have you just gone through and watched how aggressive people have become about putting a camera in your face, trying to get a reaction out of you so they can then turn around and see and say, I'm the victim and either sue you or play the victim on TV or whatever. I mean, the kid from Duke is being picked apart and criticized because he, quote, provoked it, and which I think is completely ridiculous. You can't run into their domain, get in their face and shout derogatory things at them and expect them to stand there, not knowing if you're going to take a shot at them, not knowing if you're going to knock them down. Not Look, I'm in full defense mode at that point. It, it, it's a different age and day. And it's something that I, I, hate to, I hate to take it away from college athletics, but for big games now, I would just put on a lot more security and say and make the announcements throughout the game. The court will not be stormed. It won't happen. And just leave it at that. Uh, you're just the NCAA talks all about players' health and wellness, just like the NFL. It's player safety. It's player safety. It's our student athletes. It's player safety. And we all know it's a pantload of crap because nobody, no, you know, college team wants to pay a bunch of double overtime off-duty cops to be there because they can't control their crowd. Nobody wants to cut into their bottom line because of it. I, I love storming of the court. I love the students running onto the, onto the field. But you don't need to take more than 10 minutes of looking at TikTok and Instagram to see that there are a lot of people out there that don't give two dams about, yourself, about your personal space they don't give two dams about you. They want to provoke you into a fight so they can film it, put it out there, and in some way harm you and get paid for it. And that's the unfortunately, that's the, the day and age in which we live. So I I I would hate to see it go by go by the wayside. But for big games, I think I just put more security on. Because you don't need to do it for every game. You just don't. But for big games. I would, I'd pay it, and I'd say the court is not going to be stormed and just end it because you've got players getting hurt now, people being knocked down now. And just like what's happening on social media, saying, I can't believe he he shoved the first guy that ran past him. No, did you see the first guy that ran past him got in his face? He turned around and started yelling at him. And you don't know if he all of a sudden is going to come back at you or not. I just why, – why put that situation – and allow it to happen at all when you have the ability to stop it. Who was the coach recently 
that the students were like all climbing from the second level down to the first level, getting ready to storm the court. And the coach said, "Uh uh-uh, not today. We're not doing it. And they didn't. Nobody stormed the court. Do you remember who that was? I don't know if I know what you're talking about. I know. uh, It was recent. I know. Hurley, the UConn coach, was yelling at fans the other day. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. I recently there was a coach. Uh, they showed it. I, it might have been on ESPN. They showed they showed it, and the coach grabbed the mic and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. We're not doing it." Or there was a video, something. But I, it just I, I can't remember who did it, and they didn't storm the court. They went crazy in the stands. They had a party. They were throwing confetti. It was great, but they didn't storm the court. And Skinny brings up a good point. Go back to 1994 when the people were crushed to death in uh, Madison. You got uh, to revamp all the arenas and seating and all that kind of stuff. I No, you don't. No, you don't. You just put security all over and say, it's not going to happen. You'll be arrested. Just like if you ran on the court during a box game, you'll, you'll be arrested. And just call it that and say, we're not going to do it. We're going to be better than that. Especially, I mean, what does Wake Forest do in storming the court when they were favored by two? That's the other thing that I don't get. You're favored in the game. And you're you're storming the court. Bizarre. Weird. That'd be like Purdue fans storming the court, you know, if Wisconsin got beat there. You're favored anyway. Dumb. Or Sam Weiss. Remember Sam Weiss talking about the snowballs being thrown onto the field in Cincinnati? Yeah, this this isn't Cleveland. This is Cincinnati. I remember that. Yeah. But I, I look, I I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. I hate to take it away from the game, but oh, you don't need to do anything but watch social media and say, I, you're putting these athletes, I don't want to call them student athletes, you're putting these athletes in a very precarious position and say, don't do anything. Don't do anything. Let the fans do whatever they want to you, say whatever they want to you. Don't do anything because everybody, I, that's not fair. I, we would never run into anybody else's workplace and do that and not expect to get you know punched in the grill. I, that's just my opinion, but I think uh, uh, I hate to be knee-jerk and be that guy, but that's kind of the way I look at it. And again, like I say, I sit down and I go over my, my social media stuff, and it just pops up. You know, people walking on the street, following people around in malls, you know, at sporting events. They're filming fights at sporting events, trying to get somebody to provoke somebody just for the sake of being able to put it on film so they get more clicks and likes and become some type of a, a social media influencer. You know, I, I just don't know if I would do, would you, would do you, would you ban uh, court storming? I wouldn't ban it. I, I would make it clear that like these coaches need to do a better job. You can't linger on the court. Like, you know, it's coming, right? Like right. Caitlin Clark a couple of weeks ago, or this Duke player, I think is Kyle Filipowski. Like, you know, the court is about to get stormed. So as the buzzer is counting down, don't stand there with your hands on your hips. Like you're just inviting. And I'm not blaming the players, but you got to, and this is on coaching too. You got to know the situation. And when the buzzer goes off, bust your ass over to the bench. Cause I, Filipowski, he was on the opposite end of the court at the end of the game. And he was running towards where his team would go to get into the tunnel. When that happened, it's just some, I mean, at, at, at one second, before the buzzer's even sounding, you're getting fans running onto the court. And I, I, I just – I get it. We, we can talk about it. We can say everything we need to do. We've been down this road before. I mean, this is not the first time that something like this has happened. 
So it's not like this is completely unique and suddenly this is something that we really need to take a hard look at. I think it's because, and quite honest with you, Caitlin Clark, who is obviously a an absolute phenom superstar in women's college basketball, she got dinged up and then a Duke player. If this had been somebody from Texas Tech, nobody gives two dams about it. But it's a Duke player. And suddenly now we got to care. And that's another part of this that pains me. But if you look at it that way, then you'd say, well, maybe there's something to be something to be said for kind of banning the court storming. I'm not. A, I, I don't want to do it because I love it. But I, I, what do you do? You know. And here's the other. And this is the dumb dumb thought in all of this is where they say, put a rope up until the opposing team is off the floor. And th- now you're trying to control chaos. You know, and it it doesn't have the same spontaneity. So you either do it or you don't. It, it's I don't think there's a lot of in between. I, th- I think that's kind of a ridiculous idea. Just my thought. So anyway, uh, we got a lot to get to today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Hey, good weekend this past weekend. Uh, my friends down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, they had a lot of different events going on. I know that there were some local events happening down there. A lot of people down there this weekend because you had the World of Wheels that was in town. You had the auto show that was in town. You had Mama Try that was in town. Blake Shelton was in town. The Admirals in their uh, post-game country concert was in town. All of that going on. They said the, the casino was packed, and so was the sports book. A lot of good stuff going on over at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Check it out. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com to see everything they have to offer and everything. Play and win big. There's so many chances to win so many different things down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Stick around. we got more of the Bill Michael Show all coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad you're on board. Bill Michaels show on the air today on this Monday. Beautiful Monday. Beautiful Monday for sure. Hey, if uh, you're looking for something to do coming up uh, only a few weeks away, as a matter of fact, two weeks uh, from Saturday, we are going to be at uh, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center in, on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee, and Cynthia is coming to town. It's the night before St. Patrick's Day. If it, and this doesn't get you into the St. Patrick's Day mood. I don't know what will. But it is a party, and if you are looking for some tickets, tickets are available, but, excuse me, they're selling fast. I mean, this is going to sell out. Uh, so if you haven't already and you are looking for a, a great Irish band, and it's early in the evening. It's not like you can't go out later on that night. It's earlier in the evening. It's uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, go to ICHC.net and get your tickets, or just call our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800, and give him a shout. Again, go to ICHC.net or 414-345-8800. Cynthia is coming to town Saturday night, March 16th. It is going to be a party, a party. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. And uh, this is from Mark who says, I think court storming is a little bit ridiculous. The same thing in football for running onto the field. Uh, you're only asking for trouble. 
Uh, it has been fine until this point. Only a few players have been banged up or altercations have actually happened. But we want to crucify the player rather than the students because the students are just showing joyous exuberance, he says. Uh, when in reality, some students, like you say, are looking for an altercation. Uh, just one man's opinion. Thank you very much for the email. I, Again, I, I would like to believe that 99.9% .9 of the students that are running onto the court are they are just they want to party with their friends they want joyous pictures out there they want to take some selfies they want to do some video and the majority of that is cool but there is that 0.1 percent that is looking for the altercation and that's what you have to be wary of that's what you have to be wary of so i i, I didn't want to spend a ton of time on this uh, i mean i know it's topical but this is nothing new We've covered this before. Have we not, Grant? Did we talk about this not that long ago? No, and everyone's saying that we're only really fighting this battle right now because it's a Duke player. And, like, right. if this happens two months ago during football season, it doesn't really get this much run. It's just kind of, you know, with sports topics and sports debates, right. sometimes it's a perfect storm of what's going on and what day of the week did it happen and who was involved. Like, and this is a perfect storm of, of everything yeah. coming together. Uh, and I agree. I were and part of it is you got Jay Billis, who is very outspoken. Uh, I will say this: Jay is incredibly bright and is very knowledgeable when it comes to college basketball and college athletics. And you talk about a guy that reads and studies and knows it and gets it and could probably be the NCAA president one day if he really wanted to be and make some really meaningful, positive changes in the world of college athletics because he gets it. Um, but, you know, he wants to do the controlled chaos thing, put a rope up or whatever and put cards around it until the, you know, opponent is off the floor. I, I just don't think you can control chaos. I just don't think that can happen. I have Jay Bill. I have his comments. It's about 45 seconds. I, yeah. I think his heart is in the right place. I think right. his... I think his suggestion here, and you mentioned roping it off, he makes a different suggestion here that I think is really dumb. We can talk about it if you want to yeah, hear Yeah, let's, let's take a listen to what Jay Billis had to say. And But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away, and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, there's no accountability for this. It, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it. And the truth is we like it. Now, one last thing on this. I uh, I don't think that would... In any way, shape, or form, happen. You can't arrest. You, you, can't, you arrest can't arrest everybody. Thousands no. of kids, Jay. No, come on. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do that. Uh, I get what he's trying to say. Uh, later, it was the discussion. I think was one uh, an NBA player. Um, I think it was on GetUp. It was an NBA player, uh, Jay Billis. They had some people. Monica, somebody in the studio, uh, Mike Greenberg. There was a couple of uh, people talking about this, and they were talking about can you control it before. You know, everybody storms the court. And, look, I understand what they're trying to do, but you you either let it happen or you don't. And you know what? This is what's going to happen, is there eventually is going to be a an incident. 
an incident where we say, I can't believe this happened. And that is when all of this will end. That That's what's going to happen. That's, that's when all of this is going to end. And then, and it's going to be an incident, whether it becomes a, just an all out brawl, uh, somebody punches a student, uh, who's running on the field. It's going to be a player's fault. We all know that it's going to be a player's fault. Who's going to feel threatened. And they're going to just lay one of these students out. They're going to want to sue the, the, everything's going to happen to where you're going to have some kind of a legal ramification because of it. And that's when it'll end. And you, you just, you know, it's coming. You just don't know when could be next week. Could be in five years. We, we don't know. But we, we know it's coming down the pike. And then this whole thing will rear its ugly head all over again. And then we'll go, oh, I can't believe they didn't stop this sooner. And we'll say it's because we didn't want them to. We didn't want them to. We just figured that uh, being able to run out there on your own and do your own thing uh, would be a great thing. And uh, we trust people. And then ultimately it's going to bite us in the ass. So that's what's going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 1670. This is from Jake who says, uh, court storming, ah, it's overrated. Uh, let's talk about this Milwaukee Bucks team who gets two wins in a row, and they seem like at least Doc Rivers defensively has them playing better thoughts. Uh, let's do this. We'll, we'll deal with that when we come back from break. We're at the bottom of the hour. But I want to go along with what you're saying. Uh, what I saw over the weekend from the Bucks was everything that I criticized while they were on break seemed to be gone. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Because I think it is a legitimate discussion. And two games, by no means, does a season make. Not not at all. However, it was a giant step in the right direction this past weekend. Without a doubt. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. They've got the Bach. They've got the Lager. I can't wait for all the summer ales to come out because they've got some good stuff there as well. They've got some, uh, they've got some creams also, if you want to check that out. But go to the website. Just check out Point Brewing pointbrewing.com and you can see it there brewing excellence since 1857 and they have the new kind of the welcome center going on up in stevens point as well so if you're going to go up there maybe you want to take a brewery tour they have a new welcome center there which is going to be cool and hopefully hopefully we're able at some point this summer to go up there and maybe broadcast from that i'm looking forward to it more than bill michael covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, our buddy Sack, uh, Kevin, says, hey, hey, by the way, thanks for the recommendation from, oh, uh, thanks for the recommendation from Burn Pit, Burn Pit Barbecue. I told them I hear you on the radio. And the guy knew right away what sauce to grab me. I uh, had it this weekend, and I could have drank the entire bottle. Question I have for you. If you were the Packers GM, what would you do to make a big splash in this year's draft? Um, Man, a big splash. Oof. I don't know that the Packers need a big splash. That, that's a great question because – when it comes to the draft for the Packers this season, you're, you're in a really good spot because you don't – there's nothing you have to have, you know. You're 
I, I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but you're in a spot where you can kind of let the board fall to you because you're looking for depth. You know what I mean? You're not looking for um you you're not looking for you don't like need a quarterback. You've got one. You're not in in desperate need of a wideout. You've got one. You know, running backs aren't something that's unbelievably coveted. Um You know what I mean? So it, it's I mean, if I were going to make a splash, your your big splash would be like if you went after, say, like Joe Alt, the big offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, and you traded up to get him, or Marvin Harrison Jr., and you just thought this guy is going to blow the lid off with everything else we have, we are going to have one of the most deadly wide receiver packages in the league, you know? Um Maybe in that area. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just I, – I, I, the best part about this is you, you're in a good spot. I think the only thing that you really need to get uh, is not in the draft. I think the big splash is going to be I'm going to go find a safety or defensive backs that are ready to play now that can – whatever I draft, that can help the guys that I draft Get better right now. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. But they they don't need a big splash, at least not in my opinion. I think uh, Geno Stone, the safety from Baltimore, the guy who keeps saying, yeah. "I want to go somewhere I'm appreciated," which basically means right. he wants to get paid, and the Ravens aren't going right. to pay him. But that's the guy that Andy Herman brought up a couple of weeks ago, and right. that's kind of that feels very Zadarius Smith ish, like good player didn't want to get paid, also in Baltimore, coincidentally. And the Packers could give him a nice chunk of money, figure out a way. That would be the, like the biggest splash I think they could possibly make. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. So that's that's my opinion, but but I don't think you're going to make a big splash via the draft. We'll say. So, uh, by the way, uh, the the draft is it March? Thir- I think it's March thirteenth. March 13th. It always starts at 3 o'clock Central. But I think it's either 12th, 13th, or 14th. I can't remember which. But it's it, that's when it starts. So in a couple weeks. Um, let me see here because I got it actually. I got my date calendar right here. Um, Wednesday, March 13th, 3 o'clock Central time is when free agency technically be. Now, you've got that, that legal tampering period. That starts, uh, what is it, Thursday or Friday on the 7th or 8th, and it goes throughout the weekend. So you're going to start hearing about a lot of deals because uh, right now it's the 26th. So next week, like a lot of these deals are going to be discussed at the Combine, and then you're not going to hear anything. And then free agency, the legal tampering period or whatever you want to call it, that's going to kind of, you're going to start to hear that stuff kind of leaking out on the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th uh, of that weekend. And then by the 13th, all those deals that are out there, the, that first round of that furious money that's starting to fly around out there, all those deals are going to get signed. And then after that is usually when the Packers swoop in. So the week of the 18th, the 25th, um, April 1st, 
that's when the the Packers kind of swoop in and start to do what they do. Unless, of course, they've got somebody they've targeted, and they're like, this is the guy we're going to get. This is the guy that's going to put us over the top. We know we're going to have to pay to get him, but we're going to outbid everybody to make sure we get this guy's services. And you would you would love that aggressiveness this year. We not to interrupt you, Bill. You mentioned the timing. Weren't Preston and Zadarius Smith like Friday morning signings? Yeah, I think like free agency starts yeah. Wednesday. I I think they were a couple of days, and I don't remember Adrian Amos. Yeah. I'll look it up, but I remember it being a couple of days after free agency started. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I can't remember the last time that the Packers on the day of free agency when it began. Like the Packers had already had this big deal in place and said, "This is it. We're going for it. Here it is." They, I, I just can't remember the last, because Ted Thompson certainly didn't do it. So it's been a while. Maybe Mike Sherman did it. Maybe. Before that, Ron Wolf. Ah. You know, but I can't remember the last time that it was the week be, weekend before free agency got underway, and we are like, holy crap, did you hear this? The Packers are getting that guy. You know, probably the last massive free agent they brought in was Reggie White. Charles Woods. Charles Woods. Don't want to go back too far. Charles Woodson. That was the last big-time free agent they brought in. Um, Julius Peppers. Did they sign him that first weekend? That first day? Do you remember? God, I, I can't even remember what happened last Thursday. I'm trying right? to – I'm Googling, like, the 2019 calendar, and I'm trying to sync up all – because I remember the Smith brothers being days – after the fact, when it was confirmed and when it was actually first reported, right, right, like the, then we can get into semantics. But it's it's never at the buzzer. Like, hey, free agency starts three o'clock, right? Three o five, the Packers are pulling the trigger, right? Yeah, it it doesn't usually happen that way. So I it just, yeah, I'm uh, I can't remember the last time that that actually happened. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. This is from Trent. Trent says, uh, hey, unit, what do you think of the Green Bay Packers being picked to win the NFC, one of the top three teams? Do you think Jordan Love actually has that in him? I think that there are expectations. Uh, I don't want to say yes and no. I I, Look, I didn't think Jordan Love was going to be this good right away. So, and – it's almost, and I hate to do this because this is very demeaning to the Packers, and I don't mean to be. Who else is head and shoulders above the Packers? If they're picked third, that means what? Detroit? Still San Francisco? They beat the Cowboys, so people are probably saying, well, they can beat the Cowboys. And until Dak wins, nobody's going to consider the, the Cowboys a front runner anymore. Dak had it all set up. They won the division. They get the first round uh, game at home, that wild card weekend at home, and they got their asses waxed. So, why in the world would you pick the Cowboys at this point until they actually do something? Even even Cowboy greats like Emmett Smith are criticizing these guys for saying you haven't won jack. Stop acting like you're the Cowboys of old because you haven't won anything. So, there's no way you can pick the Cowboys. Who else will be the next best team in the NFC, in your opinion? The Rams? Seattle? No. Certainly not Arizona. I mean, you start to look through the rest, and Minnesota's, they got to figure out their quarterback position, and even so, they didn't make the postseason. The Packers went on the run at the end to actually put themselves in the postseason. And you look over at the AFC East, or the NFC East, and Cowboys, Eagles? I mean, the Eagles, boy, they, this is kind of their make-or-break year. 
Because if they don't get it done this year, Nick Sirianni for sure is gone. And they put all that money into Jalen Hurts, and there is a lot of criticism for Jalen Hurts for the way he conducted himself and kind of became bombastic on the sidelines. It turned off some of his teammates. It just it wasn't a good look. And we've seen this before, where you go into camp, things are great, everybody's patting each other on the head and on the back, and you know you kind of mend fences, attitudes are great, only to see the regular season hit, same old thing starts to rear its ugly head, same tendencies and characteristics start to come out, and then they go right back to same old, same old, and they start to blame the same guys for the same problems, for the same, same thing that they did the year prior. So I got to think that Jalen Hurts is in a prove-it year as well. So I, why not the Green Bay Packers being the third best right now in the NFC? Cowboys are under the gun. Eagles will be under the gun. Niners will be under the gun. The Packers yeah. are just getting started. Right. So I'm, I'm not saying Super Bowl or bust for the Packers next year, but a lot of things are lining up really nicely. I, I, don't, I don't shy away from that. Because the only reason the Packers were sitting at home watching that game was because of their own ineptitude. Any one, two, three plays go their way. Keyshawn Nixon, uh, Darnell Savage, any one of these guys make a tackle. They, you know, the the whole George Kittle thing. I mean, any one of these, Christian McCaffrey, any one of these guys actually make a play when the play is there to be made, um, then I, we're talking about a different outcome. I, it's just, I, I, I think the power... To me, it's like, why not? Because if the Packers win that game, do we not think the Packers are going into Detroit and beating Detroit and going to a Super Bowl? I, I mean, I know I certainly did. Just the way they were playing, the way the offense was flowing, the confidence Jordan Love was playing with, the way everybody seemingly was on the same page. You were just hoping Joe Barry's defense wouldn't F it up enough to where it would cost him. And ultimately, it did in San Francisco. But... That was a that was a terrific game, and then obviously the you know the stupid you know interception at the end of the game for Jordan Love that was something hopefully he learns from, but they were they were their own worst enemy in some cases. That's why I'm like I could probably say Super Bowl or bust for this team because I thought down the stretch they were one of the best if not the best team in the National Football League, short of maybe Kansas City making the run that they did. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of our uh, proud sponsors, Water Doctors, uh, back again this year. And one of our stage sponsors for the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 1st. We have some announcements coming out about that as well. But save the date. Again this year, we're going to be starting down at the Harley-Davidson Museum. Just off of Canal Street, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, we have some meetings. We're trying to solidify some things. Um, It's always exciting. It's always exciting for the motorcycle ride because every year we try to make it bigger and better, and uh, there's a lot of things on the table. By the way, 
If uh, you are a, uh, a considered sponsor out there and you would uh, like to uh, buy the advertising for that and also work with some of the stage sponsorship and such, uh, by all means, let us know. Get a hold of me because uh, we're, we're doing a few things different this year, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can, uh, and you can email me. You can always call, and uh, I'll get your name and number and such, but uh, we're taking them from everywhere because it's grown statewide so big. The ride has, and this year we're trying. There's a put it this way: we're talking to a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people that have an interest in it and, and hosting it now. So we got a lot of good things going on, and we're into the last couple of weeks of negotiations. So really, really good stuff. But if you want a great water softening system, like I have in my home, it's the Connecticut water softening system by far, absolutely, positively the best, hands down, hands down. And the water doctors, uh, they. They have relationships all over the state of Wisconsin. So call them, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. Uh, but get a hold of John Atley. And in addition to that, they do a lot of great work for veterans' causes, such as our motorcycle ride in Fisher House, Wisconsin. So also they put their money where their mouth is. Great people over at the Water Doctors. Good, good stuff. Um, Rick says, uh, doing the state fair this year. Yes, we are. We're going to be at State Fair this year. Uh, the last couple of days we won't be, but for the full run, we're not doing Sturgis this year, uh, only for the fact that I promised uh, Kristen that she wants to go back home. Her her kids have not seen her dad, their grandpa, for I think like six years now. So that was one of the, the compromises. We are going to be in the 85th next year for Sturgis. We're going to be broadcasting out there. But this year we're not going to be going. We're going to be going back, uh, taking a week off and going back to Rhode Island and the Boston area yeah, so uh, so they can do that. So, uh, But, yes, to answer your question, we will be at State Fair this year. Good stuff. Uh, in the meantime, as Scott says, I have faith in the offense. Kicking game has to be better defense. Uh, with a scheme change and a new coordin- uh, coordinator, I believe, I'll believe it when I see it. Think about it this way, Scott. And this is kind of the way I look at things. They're going to get better talent-wise. I, I think that's a given. I, I do believe they're going to dip into free agency when it comes to the defense. And just a new D coordinator and a new voice alone usually puts Pep in a step. It usually does. So they were a few plays away from getting to an NFC championship game with this young team. Anything better? You know, the old adage in the NFL is if you're if you're staying the same, you're getting worse. I believe they got better. Now, every team believes that in the offseason, but I believe the Packers are getting better. So I believe that this team is really legitimately going to be fighting for a a spot deep into the postseason this year. So, I mean, that's just that's just my thought. 877-867-1670. Hey, by the way, we're going to talk with our, our guy Chuck Freeman uh, from the Lockdown Brewers podcast. Going to be coming up in the next hour. We're going to talk some Brewers baseball. Good to hear the Brewers on the air again this uh, this past weekend. You know, uh, there was a shot fired, not in the uh, in the literal sense. I'm talking in the backhanded commentary sense. Do you know what I'm talking about, Grant? Oh yeah, I heard it. I I heard it. I saw it right away. Brewers, this council drama dominates my life. I see it all, yeah. and I can't stop thinking about any of it. So I will get into it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. 
kind of interesting. So uh, I, I, I'm like, I, my whole question was why? Why do that? Because, I, I, you know, we'll talk about that coming up after. I think it's interesting. But uh, my whole question was like, why? And then my answer was, it's typical. You have no class. But I liked it. I liked the shot. I like the shot. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this.